0: Hello and welcome to NG Meets. It's episode 25 and it's our first episode of 2020. Hope you all had a great Christmas and New Year. Uh, we're back now and we've got some fantastic episodes lined up for you kickstarting this new year, starting with this episode with the fabulous Kieran Thompson. Now uh, you may well have seen Kieran in the news in the run up to Christmas as he was the uh, winner of the Sports Personality of the Year 2019 Unsung Hero Award. That was for his work that he does with his group, Helping Kids Achieve. Uh, based out in Ball they do sort of events to, to get young kids participating in things like basketball, drama, uh, d- drumming, and and all sorts of crafts and things like that. Great stuff he's got going on. Um I went down to Bulwell Riverside Leisure Centre to have a chat with Kieran to find out about what led to this, uh, him starting up this organisation, what the aims are behind it. And we had a chat just in general about the sort of, um, and the way society isn't really supporting our young people in the right way and he's so quick to demonise them. Kieran had a lot to say. He's very on the ball on this. And it was fantastic to talk to him and get his insight. Um, this was recorded sort of at uh, Bullwool Riverside, Although we tried to find a quiet space. There is a quite a bit of background noise in this episode, so I apologise for that. But hopefully that doesn't detract away from a fantastic conversation. And please do check out Helping Kids Achieve, a fabulous organisation. Always looking for volunteers to get involved. If you go on to facebook.com forward slash Helping Kids Achieve One, that's the number one, Uh, you can find out more, check them out on there and drop them a message to get in touch. And if you're over that side of Nottinghamshire and you've got kids that are interested in going along, uh, get in touch with them then and find out there. So they've got a host of different things they do. He talks about some of it in the episode. Uh, It was great to chat to him. As I said before, we've got plenty of shows already lined up. Uh, I can tell you that our next guest in next week's episode is the fantastic uh, writer and poet, Panya Banjoko I met with her at Cafe So Bar recently for a chat and that was fantastic to talk about the work she does and is doing she's got so much going on it was a great chat that was we've got some other shows lined up we're about to record hopefully I can give you more information on them next week now, obviously I don't like to say too much until they're actually recorded because um things can crop up but we've got some great shows lined up and we're already talking to people about some more fantastic shows so really excited about what we're going to be bringing you this year um, hopefully you're going to enjoy it if you'd like to get in touch with us you can drop us a line check us out on facebook.com forward slash ng or twitter is at ng drop us a message if you've got anything you want to say Don't forget, all our episodes are on ngdigital.podbean.com and you can follow us on there. You can give us likes, reviews. We're on iTunes, Spotify and all of the podcasting apps that are commonly used. So please do subscribe to the show. Please give us a review. Please let us know what you think. Let us know who you'd like to hear on the show. And also we're looking again for backers. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you about how you can get involved so on that note i'm going to move on now and let you get on with this this is an absolutely fantastic chat with a brilliantly inspiring guy so this is ng meets episode 25 with kieran thompson Mm here this afternoon with Karen Thompson uh, from Helping Kids Achieve and this is our first episode of 2020 so firstly thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you. No worries you. and we're at, uh, at Bulwell Riverside yep. which is uh, where you guys are based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, first off I just wanted to ask if you want to sort of give us a bit of sort of background on what Helping Kids Achieve is, what you yeah. do
1: so basically Helping Kids Achieve is a project which is set up um, to get young people off the streets, get them doing something positive, productive, um, through all kinds of activities really. So with sport, with creative creativity, we use acting, we do all sorts of activities to engage the young people to like get them off the streets and get them doing something like rather than being inside on the computer or away from like the stuff that's happening outside in the community so that's, what, so that's why we say it up really.
0: Yeah exactly and I think yeah. that's, that's great because I do yeah, think I um there seems to be less sort of there are less community centres and things around than you know they were. You yeah, know, definitely. Years ago, or so. And, and it is one of those things where, you know, we hear a lot of talk about youngsters hanging about doing yeah. things, but no one ever wants to talk about why, mm. the, you mm. know, the causes of that. They just want to talk about what to do about it. Yeah. You know, the whole, after the horse has bolted almost. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Speak.
1: So there's, I feel like, in, in Nottingham, in the UK as a whole, there's people. That that are out there and it's like anytime something happens in the community, they say, like, oh no, um, why is this happening? There needs to be more of this. There needs to be more of that. You know, but they never actually be proactive and go out there and be that person to create that thing to stop these things from happening. So, I used to be one of them people. I used to be one of them people where I was always talking about all oh, these. These kids are like doing this or doing that, you know. But like, I never actually took myself and said, "Okay, I'm going to try and stop that from happening." So I decided um, that I'm going There's only so much times that you can keep talking until you sound like an actual fool because it, you keep talking about the same thing but you never actually do it. And so I decided to. Put myself to go and put my foot forward and say okay I'm going to set up my organisation to help these kids and get them off the streets and get them doing something positive you know what I mean so these things stop happening you know and so yeah and that's how helping kids achieve came about um, that was one of the that was one of the main factors seeing all the young people out there on streets and getting into trouble um, another factor was when I was 17 so my like, talking about 14 years ago now um, I got beat up with baseball bats and glass bottles coming from a um, estate in St Anne's coming from a house party we just enjoyed ourselves never been in no gab never been in like any sort of like criminal activity and um, yeah we got set up on baseball bats glass bottles and um, spent two weeks in hospital you know just because I went from that area and from that day, I could have went both ways. I yeah. could have went either way. I could have went the route of, okay, I'm going to go and get revenge, you know, and um, carry on this cycle of violence, or I'm going to go this way, and I'm going to get away from that kind of lifestyle and putting myself in them kind of situations, and I'm going to try and help my community you know from similar things happening to other kids you know and so i, I decided to go that way yeah the more positive route um and so I, I became a youth worker when i was 18 and i worked in the same area which i got beaten up in okay. as a youth worker um and then and it was like three years after that um the youth club like the youth club workers got made redundant, and so obviously I was I was out of a job for a while. Um, but to fill in them gaps, I started doing volunteer work in other community centres across Nottingham, um, and then until I finally found like a place um, where I could work in a children's home, which I always wanted to do. You know, so like I was working in the children's home for well originally i was volunteering there um for about four months yeah I was for four months until like they actually said okay can i can we give you a job and i was like yeah that's that. you know what i mean and i was so happy because that was a job that i've always wanted for so long and so it was like an amazing moment where I, like i had a job interview and they gave me the job there and then so that was amazing Um, So I was there for around, I did that for about four years until I came to the realisation, like, "Hmm. am I really having the impact that I feel that I could have on these young people? Um, Because, like, working for an organisation, you're limited and you're bound to certain policies of that organisation yeah. you know and um, in my head I felt like I'm not having the impact that I know that I could have on young people because like I'm limited by this organisation they're not seeing my full potential yeah, you how like I could. And yeah exactly so um, that's where it was one of the main things where I decided like right I'm gonna go and sell my own thing you know, um, go back to my youth work roots and set up helping kids achieve. Um, originally, so I set up helping kids achieve in twenty seventeen. Um, at that time, it was just a thing of. Um, it was just. It was just a name at the yeah. moment. There was no. I hadn't joined the company's house or anything like that. Um, and I decided to yeah, set up a summer club um, in 2018 um, and I, ha- I had like 60 kids come throughout the whole summer um, and I thought like this is a massive success you know like having all these kids come here from all over the city I thought it was amazing and so then um, from that I decided to set up a autumn club um, for the young people where we did we, we did like personal development classes we did sports multi-sports with the young people we also did um like hair breeding workshops as well okay. where they did well at the end of it at the end of the six weeks um they had like a little catwalk you know, oh, with, exactly. like, oh, and they got their parents to come along and like took pictures and everything like it was really good um, the kids really enjoyed it um, and then finally i ended up getting some money from active knots to um put on a basketball project um now that money was meant to be a pilot project um, it was meant to last for like six months and after the six months um, like it w- would have probably ended yeah but um, because of how successful it ended up becoming we had um, over 30 kids come in our first session which was a massive success because we were speaking as like like coaches and stuff that are um, the public, if we get 10 kids, it's good, you know what I mean, like, because I think we were even going to get 10 kids, I don't know why, but, um, yeah, it it was one of them things where, uh, probably not getting getting a lot of kids, but we ended up getting 30 kids in the first session, and then, like, it just grew from there, I mean, by the time it got to, like, March, we had 50 kids come in each week, and, like, it was, it was massive, it was amazing. And so yeah, we ended up getting funding from the area-based grant, um, so that was a Bestwood partnership, getting some money from them um, to sustain the project for two years. So yeah, that was that was really good, that was really good. Um, and then yeah, it's just obviously growing and growing from there, now where we have um, four sessions across the city, um, which... And we engage with over a hundred young people every week, and so yeah, it's it I feel like it's having a massive impact yeah. on the young people as well. So it's yeah, it's great.
0: I think that I mean that's a, that's a hundred young people there that might have had nothing else to do if your yeah. scheme wasn't there. These are, I guess, you see these children and you you get to see the change in them as well. Mm-hmm. The importance that having and, and you mentioned the um the camps you did and yeah. sort of the the hair braiding and mm-hmm. the catwalk at the end of it. And yeah. I think that there that importance of, of gold yes. to aim at. Yeah. Give like it's in the like you said, it's in the name, help mm-hmm. them achieve, Helping give them a achieve. goal to go for. Yeah. This and is it. you know, there's a lot of children, particularly you now, if you don't as a child, if you don't fit into the school culture, you can't adapt to it, you struggle with it. Yeah. then you almost even now you still you sort of cast aside. Yeah. And exactly. you know, add to that obviously there are many it. social social and political issues around it all but you, mm-hmm. you know you leave you've got kids there who who have seen nothing for them yeah. and, yeah. and then now that's what I mean know, it's about giving tournament. these
1: kids aspirations you know there's yeah. um as a lot of people might know um Bulwell has like the highest child deprivation levels the whole city, you know, um, Nottingham as a whole is one of the poorest cities in the UK. Um, And so like, yeah, it's about giving these young people aspirations and showing them that they are worth something because like, they might see these kind of headlines Yeah, and think like oh I'm worthless I'm nothing but I want to show these young people that you are something you know that like you can make something of your life and I just want to build these young people's self esteem and the confidence up to say that you can achieve great things you know what I mean and I'm like and I tell these young people like look at me yeah? like I went I so, I I don't come from the best background at all, you know. I come from a poor I come from a poor background. Um, I got excluded from school. Um, Like I spent like half of year eight out of school. Well, most of year eight out of school. Like basically a whole year. Um, And I didn't go back to school until I was like year nine, you know. And um, and I left school with one GCSE, and that was in art and design. So for me, it was hard to get onto the college course yeah. that I wanted to do, and all that kind of thing. So I had all these setbacks. Yeah, but um, I was determined to kind of make something of my life. I knew that like, I felt like I had a bigger purpose. You know what I mean? But like when the teachers and like a lot of people around you are telling you that you're not going to be anything much, you know what I mean? Yeah. That can do so much for your spirit but like luckily for me like I had that um internal motivator to be like I am going to I want to prove these people wrong but not everybody's got that. Not all these young people have that like internal motivator to be like I'm gonna prove you wrong but it can have that adverse effects on them where like they um like they believe what these people are saying about them. You know what I mean? And like they make them feel that they're worthless, and like then it lowers their aspirations. And I think it's so wrong.
0: It's that kind of I know it's a bit cliché, but it's that it's idea: if you tell somebody often mm-hmm. enough, they're a certain way, yeah, then they will become that way. Exactly. And it's a case of well, if that's what you think I am, that's what I am. Yeah, exactly. And, and
1: so I told the, I told these kids, even if they're the naughtiest kids <laughs> in the world, like I told them, like you're a good boy. You know what I mean? Because you, you were, but like, because of the way that um, people talk to them, and you know, and always putting them negatives on the young people, like and saying like oh you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do that or you know what I mean Mm. like it makes them believe that yeah I am good but so they play up to it you know what I mean yeah okay then like if I'm not good like I'll just carry on being naughty but like if someone's encouraging them Mm. and saying like I know that you can behave I know that you can be good and I know that you can like achieve great things you know what i mean and like hopefully it will stick in their head like yeah i can so like they use their skills or what maybe they get up to with their naughtiness use to be naughty they can use that skill to do something good you know what i mean and that's what i'm trying to do with these young people because um a friend told me um that, that everyone's got a life purpose you know, everybody's got a life purpose, but um, well, it's just up to them to discover what that life purpose is. You know, and if we can, if if we can kind of get these young people to realize their life purpose and their skill, their natural talents and abilities, and use it for a positive, then that would be the most amazing thing. And that's what I'm all about is getting these young people to use their natural skills and abilities to do something great because a lot of the times the young people use these natural abilities to do something negative because of the because of their surroundings or because of what they see you know what i mean but like if we can get to them and say like no you can do something good with your life yeah using them skills what you have yeah then like it's all good because i mean like for instance, like one of them, one of them I would say is like um, someone becoming like a big time drug dealer or something like that. Um, if you can be like a big time drug dealer where you've got people working for you and everything like that, that means you've got business skills, but yeah. like you're just using it in the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah? so like. What I'm trying to do is get these young people to think differently, think outside the box. Like, use these business skills to set up your own legal business. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having to go the fast route and selling drugs and, like, where it's risky and you might end up in prison or you might end up dead or whatever, you know what I mean? I want to show these young people that you can make as much money as you want, doing something positive and kind of an impact and, like, you'll have a lasting legacy because of it, you know, and, yeah, that's, that's, like, the core of, like, what I'm about, really.
0: I think, I mean, I think that is so important because I think it's, it's so easy for people, you know, from the outside, particularly, you know, people that are perhaps not sort of middle class, things like, who haven't,
1: you know, obviously not everyone,
0: but who haven't had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sort of same problems they overcome, haven't grown up in the same areas. Yeah. To look in and realise that, you know, if someone grows up in an area where all they see around them mm-hmm. is, is a lack of opportunity, nobody's telling them these opportunities, then, of course, they don't see an opportunity for them. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. crime, mm-hmm. being part of gangs, becomes an opportunity. For many, it becomes yeah. the only sort of way they can see out of the mm. circle of living in the, with nothing, and particularly in a, you know, as we've seen, you know, mm-hmm. issues with austerity, yes. the, you know, rising inequality and things like that. If nobody's gonna come along and show them there are other ways, how are they gonna know there or, are other ways? Mm. You know, if you say, you're you're showing them that these they've got these skills. Yeah, it's just they've only they've been sort of conditioned or and yeah. and had it be an instant that these skills are only gonna be useful for them in one way and mm-hmm. a way that while they might enjoy it for a while, is very often only ends up, like you said, in one of two ways, and generally ends up with a very young life, mm-hmm. or young, you know, dying at a very young age. But you need to make, you need to know about these opportunities, and they need, they need, know, everybody needs, and nobody, none of us, mm-hmm. we've got where we are, purely on our own, or mm-hmm. most of us own, you need someone yeah. to... To give you that lift up when you're down, mm-hmm. push you in the right direction you know that's why i'm not a big fan of the the, the phrase self-made yeah no, no, no i don't no agree anyone you because
1: know everybody needs that shoulder you know what i mean yeah. of support um no one can really intuitively see that this self me because they've had to get advice or they've had to get that support from somebody you know um i can I understand the concept of why see the self-made whatever but, you know everyone needs that support um, and advice to get where they are you know what I mean so definitely um, and like say as well that so I don't think it's just young people from the part deprived backgrounds that do go through these kind of things there are young people from all walks of life as well that go through these situations you know there's there's young people where their parents have good jobs the homeowners you know um, and they live in a nice area but these young people get drawn into that lifestyle because of various factors um, of because one because they might see um, that kind of glamorous lifestyle on TV on social media you know um, and they think ah oh, I'm gonna get involved in that. that that looks cool or they might come across somebody at like their, their school that like isn't from such a nice area and like um, they might get influenced by them, you know, and then become friends with him or yeah. her, you know what I mean? So there's so many other factors why young people young people from, um, I'd say, OK backgrounds that get involved in um, a, a lifestyle of, like, crime and antisocial yeah. behaviour. Um, and, yeah, it's really supporting them as well because... Obviously if there isn't like all all kinds of young people need support no matter what background they're from, no matter where they're from, all young people need that support as well because if there isn't that support and not that um, extracurricular activity for the young people to participate in no matter what background they're from they can get drawn into a lifestyle of crime as well you know so it's just about keeping young people as active as possible in uh, a positive pastime because yeah if 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 it's not there then they can they can get sucked into all sorts of things as well so it's just making sure keep these young people busy and engaging them into positive pastimes as well
0: yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think I think one of that's one one of the main issues there is um, as a society I think and mm. a political spectrum we tend to be very reactionary. Yeah. So we take we've we've recently had a, an election mm-hmm. and a lot of the talk in that was all about knife crime growing knife crime stats, things like that. Yeah. And it was all about punishment side of it. So it was about yeah. harsher sentences, doubling sentences, new sentences for people mm-hmm. caught with it. I don't recall hearing anything really mm-hmm. about dealing with why people go down that route. Mm. And I you say, and it's not easy, it's, there's a myriad of reasons. Mental mm. health, which I think yeah. you've talked about, yeah, that we'll obviously about is a key that. part, yeah. as well as support, mm-hmm. you know, society, yes. financial um, situation. And children, you know, children, obviously going through changes in a way that no other, you know, no other group in society are, a yeah, change yes, in a yeah. person. Yeah. But It just doesn't seem to be Mm. that, I don't know whether, you know, on a political spectrum, at least that appetite to get to grips with it, whether it's just too hard, whether it's because they just don't, they think the public are only interested in stopping it and not interested in dealing with it, because obviously you get a lot of people that go, oh, they're responsible for their own actions, stop mollycoddling them and that. And that is so narrow minded. Yeah, definitely. And you know and you've made you've shown here and said as you've said here the importance mm-hmm. of getting in ahead of it and just offering those kids something. Yeah. But where that should be that should be something being done
1: yeah.
0: from mm. the peop you know, from the people in charge. It should be yeah. a key part of it. Exactly. because yeah. it it might be it might cost money to sell, it might be spent but long term mm-hmm. in terms of better. Workforce, yeah. Yeah. more people's work, mm-hmm. lower prison sentences, yep. things like that. Long term it pays yeah. off and just have better people, happier people.
1: Exactly. I mean, it, it's sad really because like, I think like the government see it as an investment. You know, I mean, they just think of it as oh, they're losing money. So mm. we're, we're not going to invest in that, um, that long term vision, you know, which is, I, mean, I think it's really sad. Because what I deal in um, is early intervention. So it's stopping these things from happening before it happens, not dealing with the after consequences, you know, and trying to put the pieces back together. You know, it's all about, at the moment, it's all about early intervention, and we need to really concentrate on that because that's the only way, that is the only way we are going to stop things from happening in the in the future with like the rising knife crime the rising burglary the rising like violent crimes it, all all that kind of thing stems from stopping young people getting involved in it you know um like it might because like it, it it's so funny because like you you see like all these things happening on the tv the majority of it is it's adults doing it, it's not yeah. young people, you know what I mean? So, but it's young people that are kind of getting involved in like the early stuff like the little anti-social yeah, behaviour yeah. throwing eggs at windows and stuff like that and it, and it escalates you know what I mean Um, so like if we can talk to these young people from now when they reach their 18, 19, 20 they're not doing that kind of thing because they're at work or like yeah. you know what I mean they're, they're doing what they're doing they're building careers and things like that and so it's about just stemming it because, as I said, it's, it's adults that are doing the majority of these crimes, it's not young people. So, like, a lot of the time, young people get blamed for all these things that are going off, but it's really not that. Like, if we look at the statistics, it's adults that are doing the majority of these, these violent crimes, you know? And so, like, yeah, that's why early intervention so is so, it's so important
0: yeah and i think part of that i guess comes from the sort of sensationalist media because obviously mm-hmm. um a a story about a a 14 15 year old being involved yes. in a knife crime mm-hmm. is far more sensationalist than of a of a 30 Five year old, it's so exactly. that's what makes the front pages, yeah, and it's far more. Sick. And so that feeds into the to people thinking it's always youngsters,
1: yeah, 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 because people
0: sick. only people only aware of what they know about, yeah. you know. For most people, aren't mm. digging into these incidents, yeah. so they're just hearing mm. what they hear on the news. So if the news is only, I mean, it. Even if it's reporting them all, if it's only focusing on the youngsters, then people yeah. get a disproportionate the, idea. Yeah, it's a
1: definitely disproportionate idea because I mean, you as you as you just said, like you will hear more stuff about young people getting into these kind of things on the news more than more so than you'll hear adults. So like, if you're hearing like every day that uh Kids getting into this and that, and then like you hearing about two or three incidences a week that like oh something like an adult did. You know what I mean? Some news. Then like it's like you said it's really disproportionate, and then as the members of the public fearing young people. You know what I mean? It's thinking all oh, these young people are out yeah. of control when really they're not out of control. The adults are out of <laughs> control. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah, I just want to me, I'm like an ambassador for these young people because I just want to put it out there that young people, yeah, are doing amazing things. The majority of young people are doing amazing things. It's only, like, the one or two that are spoiled for the rest, which is for all the society, you yeah. know? It, there's only one or two people out there that spoil it for the rest of us, you know what I mean? So, like, and then, like... Go down the rabbit hole here. Um like I think that as a as a whole, like the society, like we are a peaceful society as a whole, you know what I mean? Like I could walk in the streets safely, not in the fear of someone's going to stab or shoot me or punch me in the face or anything like that. You know what I mean? But um if you read the headlines and the news you'll hear like oh someone got stabbed or someone got shot and so like but in reality it's not really like that you know what i mean and um so i want to change like the narrative especially like for me living in Borwell, um an an area that's got a high child deprivation levels high um levels in just low family income and all, all that kind of thing. Um Bourbon's Ball just got that bad reputation. Yes, it's, you know I mean? it's got a massive it, stigma. Um one of them because of its um, high levels in people with mental health issues as well, there's all that kind of thing. And I want to show people that don't live in bulwal that bulwal is a very nice area other yeah. people come from london and look around like oh wow like this area is so nice you know what i mean and i told them like you wouldn't believe people slug this area off all the time you know and i just want to show people like if you look around here Like, is a very nice area, you know what I mean? Like, it might be called the Burwa Bogs, but, like, if you really sit down on a nice summer's day on that park, it's actually all right. You know what I mean? It's not, it's really not that bad, you know? Um, And so, I want to show people, like, it is a nice area, and if we can all come together and stop calling, slugging off our area, yeah, and making other people think that it's a bad area as well then like it'll you know i mean it'll uplift the spirits of so many people and then that delves into like the mental health aspects of it all as well like if we can like uplift the spirits of people by um just being more merrier about our area you know all kinds of aspects you know you'll get low um you'll get low crime rates, you'll get low antisocial behavior, you know, your, um, the, the mental health will pick up, you know, so it's all, it's all that kind of thing really. And so, yeah, we just need to be more positive about where we live, you know, and just uplift it instead of putting it down. Yeah. Build it up, get more people in the area. Um, to do more positive things, you know, so that's one of my things. I get parents to come down to my session and um, they watch their kids play basketball and everything like that. Now the parents want to be volunteers and so now what that's doing is creating positive role models for these young people in the area. You know and so like they can see a parent walking out it's like oh yeah I knew you like you yeah come t- you come to the sessions really so like you know it's com- it's creating Rebuilding that sense community. of community you know where um, I don't think there's a lot of it no more you no, know I mean yeah everyone's like last. keep the souls to the souls you know what I mean um but like if we can look out for each other our look out for each of his kids you know what I mean like well would be a much better place for young young people and adults to to live in, you know? and A much merrier place where like people actually want to come there and like enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and I think you can't underestimate how important just a bit of self-esteem mm-hmm. can play. And in a similar way to what we said earlier about, you know, if you tell a, a kid, often mm. enough they're not then they're worthless, or they're the worst, they're yeah. gonna believe it. You can take that for an area, yeah. If you're constantly telling that, mm-hmm. you know, put down an area, portray an area, then the people in that area start to think, Well, oh, maybe we are the yeah, thing. yeah, and yeah. So you you I live really that, you, yeah. then you start, it's like you live out that fiction, mm-hmm. becomes and then it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, sort of thing.
1: definitely, yeah. So, like, I like, I speak to young people all the time, and like, they'll say, Oh yeah, was trampy, Bulbo's this, Bulbo's that. And, like, they live in the area. And I'm like to him, where did you get that from? Like, oh, um, someone someone told me that they don't live in the area, that Bulbo's trampy. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, And so it, it's just so sad, like, people telling kids that their area is trampy. And I don't I don't get it because Bulbo's just, like, any other yet. area in Nottingham, like it it really is, like the the comparisons are, like I'd say, let's say Boulwell and Radford, like Radford's not seen as a trampy area, but Boulwell is, why is that? I don't, I, I really don't get it, like let's, let's say, okay, let's say Boulwell and I don't know, Basewood why are the two different you know I don't I don't get it like what was just like any other area um, in terms of when you go down you walk you walk around the streets like you seen the same people I don't. so I don't really get into in terms of what uh, was a trampy area or what not it, don't, it just don't make sense to me um but yeah i just want to try and change that now and i think i am yeah slowly but sure and i'm i feel like i'm lighting that spark you know what i mean to say like no let's have pride in that area i'll shout it out loud and clear i mean, when i was younger i never used to really want to say that i was from Borwell. i'd say i was from basewood yeah. Like, and I didn't, because of the stigma of being yeah. from Borwell, and look back at it now, I think that was so sad. Why did I used to do that? You know what I mean? Like, what was I? I lived there now for like, God, past eighteen years. I've lived in Borwell, yeah, and I, the, I like it. <laughs> like, I yeah. actually, I. I I I don't mind the first year for another eighteen years. You know what I mean. So it's just just one of the things where we just need to change like the narrative of the area. and yeah. yeah. Make it a place that people are pride in.
0: And it's it's that is a difficult. Mm. It is difficult to get away from a stigma and a reputation. Yeah. You know mm. when it's it's attached and particularly because obviously. It's hard to get the good stories out there mm. while mm. it's. You know, yeah, e- it's easy for the start. bad. So you, you you can have one bad incident in yeah. the whole month, and mm-hmm. that's everywhere. You yeah. might have some great stuff. I mean, Ball I think has a a, a great arts uh, mm. festival that goes on yeah. in the year, mm-hmm. and obviously, I mean, you look at this building. You know, the, yeah, it's the whole really is a great building, yeah. but no one want, no one's telling, You know, yeah. no one wants to tell or not enough people want to tell those stories yeah. because they don't sell. Mm-hmm. yeah you know they're, a, no, they're yeah. not sensationalist they're
1: not yeah only yeah, yeah. So negative <coughs> stories that really sell you know what yeah. I mean um people don't want to really hear good news stories I mean um nottingham post put my story in their papers and like on the point on social media as well and like if you check out the comments oh my god people like Oh, this is boring. Oh, this mm. is this is the same old crap, same old, same old story. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, that I'm doing something positive yeah. here. You know what I mean? What's your problem? Oh, no. <laughs> and so, like, it's really. I feel like it's really sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? People don't want to hear good news stories. No. People want to always hear these I negative
0: think, things. I think like, a lot of them don't don't want. They sort of they've made their mind up whether it's about an yeah. area, bit about young people. They yeah. don't like when that's challenged. Yeah. So when you and that's part of the problem. So when you're trying to say these aren't bad kids, mm. you yeah. know, if you get if like you do, you know, if you get and offer them something, yeah, give them a platform, yeah. they can do great things. People don't want to hear that. No, no, because no, they've no. already decided yeah. young kids are the problem yeah. in a similar way. Because mm-hmm. obviously, not no one's really. in a media sense, they're not telling the stories of the great kids out there, they're only telling the stories, which are then, like I said, they're amplified because they're more sensational. Exactly, Mm -hmm. they're only
1: putting the stories down where you see, like, a child murderer Yeah, the worst Yeah, the worst stories. You don't really hear a lot of stories of kids doing positive things, you don't see them on the front pages. You're not seeing the the the
0: 16-year-old tech genius that started his own company or, exactly, you know, there's
1: thousands of them stories yeah. literally thousands but they'll search and search and search for that one negative story about a young person like why yeah. you know what i mean trying to find the worst in society yeah so kind of, i i, I do not get it I and mean, it's so sad um so this is why yeah i just want to change that narrative and be that person to show good news stories in time person's doing good, let's put it out there, let's showcase him, let's get BBC news done, let's get ITV news, let's get Notts TV, or to come and like display like how great these young people are, you know, like because that's what it's all about, showing these young people and like making them set that example for other young people that are coming up as well. But might feel a little bit lost you yeah. know let's show them that like look at these look at these kids these kids come from the same background as you yeah you can achieve just like them you know what i mean And creating a st- stigma stop that stopping that stigma of um ah it's not it's not cool to be small or whatever yes, that, you know yeah. what i mean um and so that's what i'm really trying to be like you can be smart, like you, you are smart, just you need to use it in the right way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's plenty, so many kids out there are, are smart, like, but, like, then it goes into, like, education as well. Um, the way that they are educated at school. So, a lot of the times at school, it's a uh, one-half-fits-all. Yes, kind of thing yeah in the in the school system, and I think I'm not so wrong. there's so many young people that um can't learn in certain ways, so like they might not be the the best listener or they them the all young people taking information all people taking information differently, you know, and so if we can create ways for them to unlock their their potential in in that different way you know then that's what is that's what it's about where schools don't really do that they just concentrate on this is how yeah. the curriculum is and this is how you're gonna do it and this is how you're gonna pass your GCSEs you know what I mean and then that's how so many kids feel that's how I feel because like I learn in a certain way I learn in a different way to like how another kid might learn you know yeah um, so it's only designed for them kids that can learn that way and so yeah it's setting up so many kids to fail and I think it's it's so wrong and I think that's what we need to try and work out so I want to try and set up my alternative provisions where young people can learn in different ways like if there's young people out there that are being homeschooled or like they're on the verge of like being excluded because of them misbehaving because they can't understand what's going off in the classroom. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many factors and that's why these young people are being failed, you know, and it, yeah, it just, it needs sorting. It, it really does need sorting, like the school system in the UK needs scrapping and like re, rejigging again because yeah, it's failing so many kids.
0: It is staggering when you think about it, the way that we seem to have this idea that, all kids are almost clone-like and can be done. And yeah. I've, I think one of the interesting things I read was a, a lot to do with a sort of the middle group of kids. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a score because obviously it's all about scores. Mm-hmm. Schools because they are funded on it and they get judged on it. Yeah. So you get the top, sort of the, the very top of the kids, mm-hmm. who are obviously focused on because they're the ones that are going to score the good marks. You get the ones... That's where you know the the real really struggling at the bottom that they'll that they get extra support to try and help them or you know, and but then there's the middle who get forgotten mm. so they get no and they and then they yeah, you know they get left in the middle because mm. they don't get the extra support that some you know the really struggling ones do now yeah. they don't get the focus at the top ones that the school are going to pin them you know badges on to yeah. to take the school but. Yeah. so they just get left in the yeah. middle which and that's not thought about because people only think about yeah one at the extremes
1: exactly yeah, it's so sad i i was one of them kids i got left in the, at the bottom in the barrel you know what i mean like the teachers didn't really they just saw me as how like, i'm gonna feel so it's just you've written off yeah it just been written off you know what i mean but then like so they're just concentrated on the kids that we're going to get them a stars. Yeah. you know what I mean and it's like yes we're going to go to the top of the table now for the schools and GCSEs um, and I think it's so wrong because like the schools are concentrating on the wrong thing they're really concentrating on the wrong thing because like now you see some of them guys that um got them A-stars like 15 years later, they, they're, they're not achieving what they could have or yeah. should have, you know what I mean? Whereas the kids that were at the bottom of the class, you know, they're the ones that are really excelling now, you know what I mean? And doing amazing things. And so, like, they need to really look and concentrate on all the young people and not just concentrate on the ones that are predicted the highest grades in school. You know what I mean? And that's where these schools are going so wrong. And especially now that they've turned all these schools into academies, it's all about money for them. So they don't don't care. They just concentrate on the kids that are top of the class. You know what I mean? And they're not bothered about the other, the other kids, like, they just want them to stay in the school. So, like, there used to be, like, these um, alternative provisions, like, dotted about the police, you know what I mean? Um, where young people, they they'll kick the kid out of school and then um, they would send them to an alternative provision. Where now, like, they're keeping them, in the school now to kind of save money yeah you, you know what i mean and keep and keeping that money so now like you've got you've got them in the school but like you're not really doing anything with them nice. <laughs> you know what i mean like, i've been in there like i've been into one not in an academy like they've got the kids in there and they're not really doing anything with them fair um and like I think it's uh, I think it's so wrong, like right? just because you're you want to save money, um and keep the money to themselves, like I feel like they should send them to these alternative provisions that are out there that are like they really care about the young people, you know what I mean, and they want to see them well and like put them back into mainstream education because that's what it's about ultimately. But like these kids are just left to rot in them alternative provisions at the school, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. where they're not doing that much with them and so that's where, yeah, it, that's where it's wrong. We're all about these, these, academies are just all about money and like it just needs, you just needs to change it up, it really does.
0: And it's, um, and it's a system thing because I mean we're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, in the, the, the profession teachers are abandoning it because mm. they, and it's not why they wanted to teach yeah and it's affecting we're seeing you know growing numbers of mental health issues amongst teachers mm-hmm. because as you say they it's all about stats now it's not yeah. about teaching children and that's which is what they got into it for yeah, so exactly. you know we're, we're not talking about the, the teachers we're talking about a systematic problem yeah oh, yeah massive. so um well, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think we might be banging our head against the wall a bit if we're going to see much of that changing in the near future, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's not
1: changing um, now, definitely
0: not. So, um, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time because I know okay. you're, you're busy. Yeah. But obviously, one of the reasons that you've been um, getting you know, in the press of things mm-hmm. recently and mm. sort of how I learned about what you're doing obviously is the... Most Personality of the Year, yeah. where you won the Young Song Hero Award. Mm. So that must have been uh, amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, that was out of this world, man. Like, the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like, that was really out of this world. Like, for one, I didn't know, I didn't think I would have ever been nominated yeah. for that award. Um, two, when I got nominated, I didn't think I was going to be shortlisted yeah. or anything like that like because how it goes is the regional final and then like you have like the final the big one the national one Um, and so when I got shortlisted for the regionals I was thinking oh wow this is amazing and then I didn't think I was going to be um selected because the other three finalists over two finalists they were amazing thinking how am I going to beat them yeah and so when they came to surprise me at my session I was like wow Unreal, you know. And then, I, and after that, I was like, anything that happens from here is a bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting to win the big awards. Like, come on, there's so many people across the, across the UK that are being selected. Like, it's like, I'm one out of. Fifteen other people that are in in the final. Like, how am I going to beat them all? <laughs> like, that's, you know, I mean, I was thinking, yeah, whatever. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, when we was all up on stage and um, Kipchoge said my name, um, I was like, wow, <laughs> what has just happened here? You know, like. I'm standing in front of like Princess Anne. Uh, there's crown on stage, there's Gabalogan on the other side and there's all these glamorous people on the stage. Um like you've got Paul Cascoy, you got um Phil Neville, you've got yeah, just all these amazing superstars and like they're calling out my name and showing my video to all these people yeah. it's like real. a very very surreal moment but like amazing at the same time and I'm just like so thankful for everyone for the support that they've given me and, and shown so yeah obviously you know, so now saying nah I just want to use this yeah. as the thing to kind of push on and help more young people in in the community
0: yeah. that's it you've you, I guess the thing now is to is to, to take this momentum and this yeah. sort of light that's now shining on you because it's mm-hmm. drawn in this attention and yeah. and make the most of that. And have you seen a sort of a sort of more interesting from the community and people coming along and things oh, like that?
1: Possibly so yeah, um, the day, the session after I'd won it, we had so many kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I think we had about seven. Your kids come to the session. It was real, It was amazing. Um, yeah, and then, like, I've had interest from, like, so many people wanting to come down and volunteer. Yeah, which is um, Which is amazing, yeah. Um, we've had interest from, like, um, a lot of the bigwigs in the community um, wanting to help and support yeah. us as well, which is really good. So, yeah, it's been the feedback and, like, the interest has been really nice.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll wrap up yeah. there, because I, I say, I know you've got yeah, all yeah things to get to. It's been brilliant to talk to you. No. Congratulations on the award and um, on it's it's brilliant seeing what yeah. what you're doing and hopefully it keeps
1: growing. Oh, this is it. Oh, fingers crossed.
0: Man. So a massive thanks there to Kieran Thompson from Helping Kids Achieve for taking time out from his extremely busy schedule to have a chat with us. It was great to speak to Kieran, such an ins- inspiring guy and well-deserved winner of the Sports Personality of the Year Untung Hero Award, in my opinion. If you want to know more about Helping Kids Achieve, then check them out facebook.com forward slash Helping Kids Achieve 1, that's the number one. You can find out more there. Get in touch with them if you're interested in volunteering or if you've got kids that you think might want to go along. It's great, and they've got so much going on. I've seen on their page so much stuff going on, drumming workshops, acting courses, basketball, dodgeball, things like that. So there's loads going on there, some brilliant stuff. And, you know, as the the name says, they're helping kids achieve, and they're doing it brilliantly. And obviously, at the minute, the attention's high on them, but it's about keeping that going and they're going to be needing people you know going on I'm sure uh, they're always looking for help so check that out thanks again for listening thanks for uh, Ballwall Riverside Centre uh, for hosting us apologies there's quite a bit of background noise in that episode I tried to get out of much out of it as I can rid of as much of it as I can I should say but um you know sometimes it's just really difficult there's certain things you just can't cut out without losing the audio of the main interview but still hopefully you enjoyed that and uh, found as inspiring as I did some great topics covered in that episode next week's episode is with the fantastic storyteller and poet uh, Panya Manjoko. I met up with Panya at uh, Cafe Sobar our usual recording place uh, a week or so ago for a fantastic chat to find out more about her the work she's doing the uh the stuff she's got coming up which is absolutely stacked loads of stuff we talk about the phd she's working on her uh, involvement with the nottingham black archive and uh, events like that and her involvement and study of activism and etc so that was a fantastic chat um, and, and incredible look back at activism sort of in the areas that she's she's looking at sort of 70s 80s time but also how that is now and you know how important it still is. So that was a great chat. Check that one out next week. We've got more shows in the pipeline. We're recording more uh, in the coming days. We've got a new uh, presenter joining the team who will be bringing you their first uh, interview next week, their first episode next week. Hopefully we'll have a bit more of that in next week's episode. Uh, they won't be bringing you They They are recording their first episode, but obviously that will be out in a few weeks. We've got episodes building up but hopefully we'll be able to tell you who the next two three guests are on next week's episode as well as introduce our new presenter as ever you can find all our past episodes at ngdigital.podbean.com it's available on itunes spotify podcast addict most other podcast apps Uh, please subscribe please like review share it about We've had some fantastic chats, but we need to make sure people are hearing them. And the best way to do that is if you can share it out. If you enjoy it, let other people know. We've got some great shows coming up, and we really want to spread the word on that. Don't forget, as well, you can find us on the facebook.com forward slash ngdigital. Twitter is at ngdigitaluk. We're always wanting to hear from people. Get in touch. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can improve, what you'd like to hear. If you're interested in being a guest or you have a suggestion for a guest let us know we've got some great plans including we're looking at the idea of doing a episode in front of a live audience we'd love feedback on that who you'd be interested in seeing uh, at a live event like that so please get in touch that's pretty much it one last thing uh, you may remember a past guest on the show was the fantastic author cj tudor who I interviewed a while back. We talked about her novels, The Chalkman, and at the time, the recent release, The Taken of Annie Thorne. Her latest novel is out this week, uh, The Other People, and I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, my wife read that in, sort of, in about three hours of the night she picked it up and uh, is raving about it, having loved the other two. I've seen loads of praise. I'm about to read it, and I can't wait. Uh, You can check out the episode we did with CJ Tudor, as ever, at ngdigital.podbean.com or iTunes, etc. It's well worth listening to. It was a great chat to her. Uh, If you're a fan of Stephen King or anything like that, you'll really love these. They're they're just fantastically written stories, and I can't recommend them hard enough. And they're available at Waterstones and all the usual places. So do check that out. Um, That's my recommendation for this week. That's pretty much it. As I said, we'll be back next week with Panyu Banjoko for another fantastic episode. Thanks for listening to this week, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.